You're listening to the podcast of Antioch East Baptist Church in Magnolia, Arkansas. This is Pastor Ron Owen. We're so glad that you've joined us today. If you have any comments or inquiries, you can send those to us at aebc123 at me.com. Got to go quickly this morning, not too quickly, but uh, I do want to get into this. Now, let me tell you this before uh, we read our scripture and warn you: this is going to be different than what I usually do. A little bit different things that we're going to do as far as sermonizing. It will be expositional, but uh, anyway, I'll, you'll see what I'm talking about here in just a minute. But I think it's going to be glorious. Uh, we're going to go down to the depths, people, but then we're going to go up to the highest heights. It's going to be a great message. Let's stand together and read. For brevity's sake, I'm just going to read the first two verses of chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, please add blessings to the reading of your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated. Now, if we think that the therefore is about everything, let's do a little bit of a review, okay? Do, we're going to do a little bit of a review here. Romans 1.16, this is the therefore. This is why he said therefore. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. Therefore, there is no condemnation. Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Romans 3.19, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those that are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Before you can get saved, you got to realize you lost. You got to deal with that. You cannot separate that men are sinners from the gospel message. Men have to know and see they're lost and very, very lost. But verse 20, therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in the sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. And the law doesn't say, that's, that's one of the things through, uh, Romans is that the law doesn't save. Uh, so how in the world are we going to get saved if we can't work our way to heaven? But now, drum roll please, the righteousness of God, perfection apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and prophets. Verse 22, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. So there you go. That salvation is by grace through faith alone in Jesus Christ and His finished work on Calvary and that empty tomb. Romans 3.24, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption is Christ Jesus. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 3.27, where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law? Of works? No, not by law, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified, declared not guilty by God, by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Therefore, there is there now no condemnation. Romans 5, 1 and 2, Therefore, having been justified, 
justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into His grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, therefore. Romans 5, 6, For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for me and you, the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrated his love toward us and that while we were enemies, sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. You know what that last phrase says? There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No wrath, no judgment, no condemnation. Romans 5.20, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, his grace did much more abound, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. That's what the therefore is there for. Seeing all this, therefore, know this, that if you're in Christ, you're not going to hell. You're not going to be separated from God forever. You're going to be in heaven. You are going to be changed by the power of God. There is therefore now no wrath for you. The phrase, little, little uh, work here, the phrase, who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit, this phrase is in none of the oldest manuscripts that we have. This phrase, as a matter of fact, even in the Greek manuscripts that are used to translate our English translation that I use, and you probably use the King James Version or the New King James, which is the Textus Receptus, even in some of those Greek manuscripts, this phrase is not found. Uh, it's most likely a copyist error. Now you say, well, Brother On, isn't that bad? They're adding to the Word of God. No, they're not adding to the Word of God. They're just repeating it, basically, is what happens. Because you find that verse, look down in verse 4. Look at verse 4. It says that the righteous requirements of the law may be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. There it is, exactly the same phrase. And probably what happened is some copyist somewhere took that and put it up there for some reason. Maybe accidentally, might have been on purpose. Listen, it's the truth, right? But I'll be honest with you, it doesn't belong in that verse. It's basically like saying happy birthday to you, you're going to die soon, but happy birthday to you. That's not quite that stark, not quite that stark, and it's the truth. So is that, you're going to die one day, but who's going to do that? You don't do that. And so it doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit. Let me read it. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And let's skip to verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Doesn't that make more sense right there? He's glorying in the fact that there's no condemnation. Now it's true. That phrase is true. That those who are in Christ Jesus do not walk according to the flesh, but they walk according to the Spirit. But we're going to deal with that later when we get down to verse 4. But until then... Let's look at our verses today. Now put your seatbelts on. Number one, being in the flesh brings judgment. Now when I say that, this is kind of outside of Scripture. It's, 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 it's not in the Scriptures, but it is referred to. Let me tell you something. If we're not condemned, that means at one point we were. 
condemn. And anybody who is not in Christ Jesus are still in the flesh. You've not been changed by the power of God. And being in the flesh brings judgment and wrath and condemnation. To understand the uh, immensity of this glorious phrase, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, you must understand just how condemned you were, or if you're not saved this morning, how condemned you are. You're already condemned. You know why the Bible says you're already condemned? It's because God doesn't need witnesses. And He is the judge, the jury, and He is the executioner. And He sees your heart as well as the action of your hands. He doesn't have to have court proceedings, although there will be one day. You're already condemned because He knows that you're a liar, you've blasphemed His name, you've disobeyed his parent, your parents, you have uh, had other gods before Him, and on and on and on. Already you have been pronounced guilty. What we're about to do will seem long and tedious. In fact, this is the unusualness of this message, but I'm going to do it. It will probably take up over half of the message. I want you to turn to Leviticus chapter 26. It's funny how preparing for this message that Christian Alzana in our daily Bible reading read this just this week. And I want you to look at... Uh, Oh, I think that that is not it. That's difficult. Okay. Chapter 26. Now here, listen. If you do not have a New King James Version, if you do not have a New King James Version, I'm going to ask you to watch up here. Riley's going to put it up here on the board. Are you ready for that, Miss Riley? Okay. If you do have a New King James Version, please use the copy of the Word of God that you have. But I want everybody on the same page. I don't want you to have to search. And what did that mean? What verse? what word is wrong. I want us to be all on the same page and I want you to listen as we read these verses. Look at verse 14. He just talked about in verses 1 through 13, if you obey him and keep his commandment, what blessings are on you. But look at verse 14. But if you do not obey me and do not observe all these commandments... And if you despise my statutes or if your soul abhors my judgments so that you do not perform all my commandments but break my covenant, I also will do this to you. I will even appoint terror over you, wasting disease and fever which shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart. And you shall sow your seed in vain for your enemy shall eat it. I will set my face against you and you shall de- and you shall be defeated by your enemies. Those who hate you shall reign over you and you shall flee when no one pursues you. And after all this, if you do not obey me, then I will punish you seven times more for your sins. I will break the pride of your power. I will make your heavens like iron and your earth like bronze and your strength shall be spent in vain for your land shall not yield its produce nor shall the trees of the field of the land yield their fruit. 
Then if you walk contrary to me and are not willing to obey me, I will bring on you seven times more plagues according to your sins. I will also send wilderness beasts among you and shall rob you of your children, destroy your livestock and make you few in number, and your highways shall be desolate. And if by these things you are not reformed by me, but walk contrary to me, then I also will walk contrary to you, and I will punish you yet seven times for your sins, and I will bring a sword against you and will execute the vengeance of the covenant. When you are gathered together within your cities, I will send pestilence among you, and you shall not be delivered into the hand, you shall be delivered into the hand of the enemy. When I have cut off your supply of bread, ten women shall bake, bake your bread in one oven. They shall bring back your bread by weight, and you shall eat and not be satisfied. And after all this, if you do not obey me, but walk contrary to me, then I also will walk contrary to you in fury. And I, even I, will chastise you seven times for your sins. You shall eat the flesh of your sons and shall eat the flesh of your daughters. I will destroy your high places and cut down your incense altars and cast your carcasses on the lifeless forms of your idols. And my soul shall abhor you. Why? Let me refresh, let me remind you, because you didn't keep the commandments. I will lay your cities waste and bring your sanctuaries to desolation, and I will not smell the fragrance of your sweet aromas. I will bring the land to desolation, and your enemies who dwell in it shall be astonished at it. I will scatter you among the nations and draw out the sword after you. Your land shall be desolate and your cities waste. When the land shall enjoy its Sabbaths as long as it lies desolate and you are in your enemy's land, then the land shall enjoy its Sabbaths because you won't be there. Verse 35, As long as it lies desolate, it shall rest. For the time it did not rest on your Sabbaths when you dwelt in it. And as for those of you who are left, I will send faintness unto your hearts in the land of your enemies. The sound of a shaking leaf shall cause them to flee. They shall flee as though fleeing from a sword, and they shall fall when no one pursues. They shall stumble over one another as it were before a sword. And when no one pursues, and you shall have no power to stand before your enemies, you shall perish among the nations, and the land of your enemies shall eat you up. And those of you who are left shall waste away in your iniquity in your enemies' land, also in their father's iniquities which are with them they shall waste away. But if they confess their iniquities and the iniquities of their fathers with their unfaithfulness in which they were unfaithful to me and that they also have walked contrary to me. Contrary to me. We're going to end right there. Now you say, I, I, I hear some of the, some super spiritual people, that's all the stuff about the covenant with Israel. Let me tell you, oh yeah, that's right. You're just going to go to hell. Okay, good. You're not going to have this. You're just going to go to hell and be separated from God forever. Yay. Turn, if you would, to Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28. Again, if you have a New King James Version, follow along. If not, it'll be up here on the board. If you'll read verses 1, not right now, but you can read... uh, 
well, let's read verses 1 and 2. Now it shall come to pass if they diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all His commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations on the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your ground and the increase of your land, the increase of your cattle and offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies. And it goes on, blessing, 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 blessing. But let's skip down, if you would, to verse 15. Verse 15, it says, But it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all His commandments and His statutes which I command, which I command you today that all these curses will come and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city. Cursed shall you be in the country. Cursed shall your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the fruit of the, your body and the produce of your land and the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flock. Cursed shall you be when you come in and cursed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will send on you cursing, confusing, and rebuke and all that you set your hand to do until you are destroyed and until you perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doing in which you have forsaken me. The Lord will make the plague cling to you until, uh, until he has consumed you from the land which you are going to possess. The Lord will strike you with consumption, with fever, with inflammation and severe burning fever, with the sword, with the uh, scorching and with mildew. They shall pursue you until you perish and your heavens and your heavens which are over you, your head shall be bronze and the earth which is under you shall be iron. The Lord will change the rain of your land to powder and dust from the heaven. It shall come down on you until you are destroyed. The Lord will cause you to be uh, defeated before your enemies. You shall go out one by excuse me, go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them. And you shall become troublesome to all kingdoms on the earth. Your carcasses shall be food for the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. And no one shall frighten them away. The Lord will strike you with the boils of Egypt, with tumors, with scabs, and with the itch from which you cannot, which cannot be healed. The Lord will strike you with madness and blindness and confusion of heart. You shall grope at noonday as a blind man gropes in darkness. You shall not prosper in your way. You shall only, you shall be only oppressed and plundered continually, and no one shall save you. You shall betroth the wife, but another man shall lie with her. You shall build a house, but you shall not dwell in it. You shall plant a vineyard, but shall not gather its grapes. Your ox shall be slaughtered before your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Your donkey shall be uh, violently taken away from before you, and you shall not be restored to it. Shall not be restored to you. Your sheep shall be given to your enemies, and you shall have no one to rescue them. Your sons and your daughters shall be given to another people, and your eyes shall look and fall with longing for them all day long, and there shall be no strength in your hand. 
a nation whom you have not known shall eat the fruit of your land and the produce of your labor, and you shall be only oppressed and cursed continually. So you shall be driven mad because of the sight which your eyes shall see. The Lord will strike you in the knees and on the thighs with severe boils which cannot be healed, and from the sole of your foot to the top of your head. The Lord will bring you and the king whom you set whom you set over you to a nation which neither shall nor your fathers have known. For neither you nor your fathers have known, and there you shall serve other gods, wood and stone, and they shall become an astonishment, a proverb, a byword among all nations where the Lord will drive you. You shall carry much seed out to the field, but gather little in, for the locusts shall consume it. You shall plant vineyards and tend them, but you shall neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worms shall eat them. You shall have olive trees throughout all your territory, but you shall not anoint yourself with that oil, for your olives shall drop, for your olives shall drop off. You shall beget sons and daughters, but they shall not be yours, for they shall go into captivity. Locusts shall consume all your trees and the produce of your land. The alien who is among you shall rise higher and higher above you, and you shall come down lower and lower. He shall lend to you, but you shall not lend to him. He shall be uh, he shall be the head, and you shall be the tail. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you and pursue and overtake you until you are destroyed, because you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded you and they shall be upon you for a sign and a wonder and on your descendants forever. Now we got 22 more verses but have I read enough to you? That describes you and me without Jesus. Because there is no there is none that doeth good no, not one. For all have sinned and all fall short of the glory of God. And my friend, the mistake a lot of people make is how much God hates sin and how much He meant for us to live righteous. Psalm nine seventeen: The wicked shall be turned into hell and all nations that forget God. Luke 16 tells us of a rich man that died and was buried. Verse 23 of Luke 16, And being in torment in, in hell, he lift up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received good things, likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted and you are tormented. And beside all this, listen, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed so that those who would pass from here, would pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. One more scripture. Revelation 20 verse 11 describes the last judgment of the lost. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat upon it from whose face the, heaven, the earth and heavens fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead. That is everybody without Christ. I saw the lost, small and great, standing before God and the books were open. That's the books of the Bible. The, that has always been the standard of righteousness, this book. 
And another book was opened, which is the book of life, which everybody that knows Christ's name remains in that book. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the book, not to see if they're going to heaven or hell. That's already been decided, but just to see how hot hell's going to be for them. By the things which were in the book, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. My friend, if you do not keep God's commandments, every one of them, completely, The Bible tells us in the New Testament, if you break the law of God in one place, you're guilty of all of them. It's a chain. You break one link and the rest of them fall. It's not you against uh, uh, against so-and-so when you're in court. It's you against the state of Arkansas. You've sinned against the whole law of the people. And therefore, when you sin in one point of the law, you've sinned against all of it. You've sinned against the holy God. Now you see what he demands for those who are guilty. At least. That's talking about physically. That's talking about the nation of Israel while they're here on earth. And then we've dealt with what happens after you die. If you do not keep God's commandments and if you do not believe the gospel that Christ has provided for you, I just read your future. Condemnation, judgment, and wrath. Now you say, Brother Ron, you really took one of the greatest verses in the world and put it in a mud hole. I don't think you can understand the joy of this verse until you remember and understand what you've been saved from. But if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and His work on your behalf, there is now no condemnation for you. Excuse me. Woo! Glory to God. No condemnation. No hell. No judgment. No wrath. None at all. I scared you, girl. Sorry about that. But when you get one of those in you, it's got to come out. Amen? And when you understand how far away from God and goodness and grace you were and how through the blood of Christ and simple calling on His name has now moved you from condemnation to justification, it's going to do something in your heart and your soul, even in your feet. It's going to do something in you. And I don't mean you're going to jump pews and swing from chandeliers and act silly like Brother Ron, but it's going to move you. It's going to move you. Number two, being in Christ. That's my first point. Number two, being in Christ takes away my guilt. The very word condemnation is a legal and just term which means a proclamation of judgment and guilt. There is therefore now no proclamation of guilt for those who know Jesus. Jesus takes the guilt of sin for us on the cross. He takes away and pronounces us justified by His resurrection. We will look at uh, this in depth next week. Talking about uh, uh, imputation, expiation, things like that. This is just a glory to God. Hallelujah for His grace today. Number three, being in Christ gives me freedom. Gives me freedom. The word the Bible says here in this verse, law of the spirit of life and law of sin and death. Now that word law, all it means is, uh, I say all it means, it, it means principle or natural occurrence. It's like the law of gravity. 
the law of gravity. Listen, you don't, when you jump off a building, you don't fall to the ground because someone wrote a law down. No, that just happens. You don't have to know about the law of gravity. You don't have to know how to pronounce. All you know, listen, all you know is that when I walk, I don't float off into the air. There's gravity. You may not know it's called gravity, but you don't have to know anything about it. No, that's true, right? Well, that's the law of, of, uh, of the spirit of life. When you're in Jesus, it's just natural when the spirit of God comes in you that you get life eternal. It just happens. It's, 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 it, that's the law. You get in Christ, you are saved. And the law of sin and death is this. If you sin, you get everything I just read to you over here. Everything I just read to you and about hell and judgment, that's, that's what the sin of the, uh, uh, the law of sin and death is that the soul that sinneth, it shall die. But that law is overtaken by the law of the life of the Spirit in Christ Jesus. If you have sinned, you die spiritually and physically. But if you have the Spirit of God by trusting in Christ alone for your salvation, you have life. The Spirit of life in Christ. What a statement. Martin Luther about this verse said, God's word makes clear that every human being is a descendant of Adam and has inherited Adam's fallen nature. It makes just as clear that every true believer becomes a spiritual descendant of Jesus Christ, God's true son, and is therefore adopted into the heavenly father's own divine household as a beloved child. More than just being adopted, we inherit the very life of God in Christ. Is anybody listening to me this morning? You have inherited the life of Christ. Let me read someone much better than Martin Luther. Jesus Christ said in John 17, 20, when he was praying for you and me, he said, I do not pray for those alone, but I also, uh, but also I pray for those who will believe. I pray for Ron Owen. I pray for Joanna Gunter. I, I pray for Matthew Langhell. Put your name there if you believe also for those who will believe in me through, through your word, their word, the disciples' word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. These are amazing verses. Look at this. I in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me. Now listen to this last statement. And have loved them as you have loved me. The God that pronounced all these judgments on you before you came to Christ now loves you just as much as he loved his son, his only begotten son. Hallelujah. In conclusion, if you are in Christ, if you are in Jesus Christ, if you have placed your faith in Christ, turn from yourself and sin and turn to God to save you from those sins. He has rescued you from the effects, the guilt, results, and one day from the very presence of sin. This is why this phrase should bring you... Now listen. This is why this phrase that we're talking about this morning should bring you to your feet and drive you to your knees and cause you to break out into joyful laughter and song and to cause you to break out in joyful tears. There is therefore now no condemnation for those 
who are in Christ Jesus.